Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. Stand, if you will. Praise God. Hallelujah. We're going to get Brother Gibson to come, minister. Brother Boyd told us we're in good hands. Hallelujah. We can trust our pastor, so I'm going to trust him now. Hallelujah. I want him to come, take his time. Hallelujah. Relax in the Holy Ghost. Preach to us. Because I want to hear what the Lord has given him. Hallelujah. Because I know it will help me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brother Gibson, come. Hallelujah. Give us what God has given you in the Holy Ghost. I pray. Aren't you glad what you feel here tonight? I certainly feel the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. Hallelujah. I am honored to be in the presence of great saints. Great saints. I believe that all my heart. Um, I'd like to say that I appreciate the ministry of this church. I give honor to the ministry of this church. So willingly, so graceful, and so sincere in their deliverance. And I appreciate that. Amen. And I know each and every one of you do. To all the saints of God, I just love you and thank you for allowing me and my wife to have come into this congregation. I have been trying to fill out my place in the church. You know, I've gone so many places in my life through my ministry and we're just such honored, me and my wife, to be here in this church and to serve God with you hallelujah until Jesus comes or until Jesus changes the plans but for right now we are certainly honored to be here tonight I'm going to try to give something to you tonight that the Lord laid upon my heart all this week my adversary hasn't been very happy about it and uh I want to just kind of touch on the subject, talk to you about something on approaching God. I came here with that thought and up on this platform tonight with that thought in mind. Being very aware of how I approach God. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, when, when I came to God at first, when I was a sinner and I came to God, I wasn't, I didn't know how to approach God. I just, under conviction, fell down before on my knees and began to call out upon the name of the Lord. But I've walked with God for a while, and I look around here tonight, and I see a church that's now walked with God for a while, maybe not all of you, but there is a way to approach God. Hallelujah. It's not a difficult task. It's not very hard. If you'll take, I'm going to preach on this subject tonight, and it's going to be 
kind of uh, different than any probably title, but listen to this title because I want to kind of bring out something in here. It's called false humility is a mask of pride. And that's what I want to try to make us aware of this evening. That we can masquerade things inside of our heart till it becomes a place of pride in our life. And that's not the right way to approach God. It doesn't matter if you're on your knees, you're standing, how you're worshiping, clapping your hands, glorifying the Lord. But we need to realize that we don't need to hide things in our heart. That we need to bring these things. I came tonight and my desire is that before we leave this service this evening, that each and every one of us will learn be a, or at least come to some recognition and be aware of how And realize, if we want to be rewarded, amen, for our efforts, we're going to have to know how to approach God. Hallelujah. So my first, I'm taking two, just and then you can be seated, is in James chapter 4 and verse 6. But he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Hallelujah. And that is a mouthful and a lot to think about when you begin to think about do I approach God with a mask of pride? Am I, am I approaching God with pride in my heart or something I do not want to get rid of? Something that I'm really aware of in my life that I need to really get shut of but because of the goodness of God leadeth man to repentance. God has been gracious. God has been kind. Hallelujah. Let's all pray. Father, tonight I thank you for the grace that I feel here in this service this evening. I just ask you, Lord, to give us knowledge and understanding of this word that is anointed to our hearts. That, God, we can learn Oh, God, through your word and the leading of your spirit, how that we may approach you, God. Oh, God, and call upon your great name, Jesus, to be pleasing unto you. In Jesus' name we pray this night. Hallelujah. 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 You may be seated. Thank you for your standing. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Chapter 4 of verse of James, the fourth chapter, verse 1, and the first... Uh, Five verses tells us something. I'm going to read this to you. But it makes us aware that when we first came to the Lord, we didn't know how to come to God. We just by through the by the message of the word and by the spirit and the anointed word, we just came to God, fell down before him, amen, and began to call upon his name, amen. And, and, and this is the way we were that when we came to listen, listen to this. From which wars come wars and fighting among you? Come they not hence even of your lust? What war in your members? You lust and you have not. You kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you have not because you ask not. You ask and receive not because you ask amiss that you may consume it upon your lust. 
Ye adulterers and adulterers, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God. And whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Do you think that the scripture saith in vain the spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth to envy? So I've come and tonight, I, my desire, and I'm, I'm just going to reiterate this tonight, that my desire is that we can take this lesson. God laid this on my heart to, that we might know how to realize that I don't want to go back to those first five verses in my life. Hallelujah. God delivered me from those things, amen, about 40 years ago. He, began, he filled me with the baptism of the Holy Ghost like you and I. I was baptized in Jesus' name. He purged me of my sins. He purged me of my unrighteous ways. Amen. But there is a warfare that constantly goes on. Amen. Around about us. But when I look back to those scriptures, I realize that I cannot go back to that place. Amen. That I was delivered once from. Amen. And I had to have an assurance. The sixth verse, amen, gives me that assurance. Amen, it says here, let me read it again. But he giveth more grace. He gives me more grace. Hallelujah. Because he knew I was going to need more grace. He knows that each and every one of us depend on his strength. Depend upon his salvation. And the only rule of thumb that I've got to remember that when I approach God, I cannot be disguised with hidden sin deep down inside of my heart trying to hide out the world that I love or try to hide out the fleshly desires that try to rampage in my soul. But I have to remember how to approach the throne of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm just going to try to let go and be myself tonight. Hallelujah. So we see that in the sixth verse there. I started reading it there. But he says, he giveth more grace. Wherefore, he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. I'm a firm believer tonight that God has never required of you and more than that he has demanded of his own self. He has the credentials to prove that his desires and his wants for you in your life are not masqueraded. Amen. I know this, that Jesus is not. I wrote this down as I felt like the Lord put it in my heart this week. Jesus is not and never has been a mask, a cover-up, or a substitute for God. He is the genuine, almighty God. He was not something that was sent to, here to make a disguise and to fool you or to trick you into this glorious salvation. But he was the almighty God that was manifested in the flesh who humbled his heart. And was obedient. We have proof of that in Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 3. It says, who being the rightness.
likeness of his glory and the expressed image of his person. See, it wasn't a mask. It wasn't a mask of God. It wasn't something hid, but he was open to you and I. Demanding of himself what he desires of you and I. An openness. He wants us to be who we are. He wants us to come honestly before him. He wants us to be what he wants us to be and he wants to work inside of us and he wants to deliver us and he wants to keep us sanctified and he wants to keep us holy and he wants to keep us righteous before him because he knows that's the only way we're ever going to make it. Hallelujah. And upholdeth all things by the word of his power when he purged our sins and sat down on the right hand of majesty on high. There is no better credentials to prove who he is and what he's done for you and I. There is proof of his godliness. In 1 Timothy 3 and 16 it says, Without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. But God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit. Seen of angels. Preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up into glory. Again, God just being God. That's just the way that he presents himself to you and I. When he came to you and I, when our first invitation to come to an altar, or the first invitation that you had to meet with God, how to approach him, he approached you first. He came unto you. He came with all of this humility. He came with all of this image of God. He came, amen, by the, the, by the, with a spirit of, of love and wanting desire to bring you in close to him. But for in order for each one of us to stay in the midst of God's presence, amen, to abide in the church, in the presence of what you and I feel, feel in the church what we feel, in the ministry, what we feel in the preaching of the word of the Lord, what we feel when the presence of the Holy Ghost is coming down in the church, amen, is that you and I individually, we want to be able to approach God in holiness. We want to be approach Him in such a manner, in such a way that He will, amen, not resist us, but draw and give unto us more grace. I came here tonight, amen, looking for more grace. I want grace to walk tomorrow. I want grace to wake up in the morning and still be in my right mind. I want grace that when I wake up tomorrow, that God is going to walk before me and be with me. Hallelujah. 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 Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5 says this. Let this mind be in you which was in Christ. So the mind that was in Christ, the desire, the hope that was in Christ is the mind that God, the mindset that God desires of you and I. Notice, verse 6 says, Who being in the form of God, 
thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of a rep no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto the death, even the death of the cross. Wow. Hallelujah. A great, the example that he sets before you and I. Amen. That he would be obedient even unto the death of the cross. Humbling himself. Becoming obedient. He is not required of you and I that we should have, do any more or any less than what he required or but demanded or commanded or demanded of his own self that he would purge us from our sins that we could live holy and righteous lives that we can approach the Lord with every need that we have. Amen. We approach him while ago in prayer in the church for the needs of others. Amen. And we pray and, and because that we have yielded ourselves to the Lord and that we know how to approach God, that God will hear, that God will answer our prayers. We see the manifestation of God's glory and the work of God, the work of the Holy Ghost in everything that we see. Jesus said, Greater work shall you do. Amen. If you know how to approach God, you can get anything done with God. You can get your heart's desire. You can, you can find what you need in God. Hallelujah. 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 He has promised these things to you and I. In Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 14, he says, Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. He's making a requirement here that we must hold on. We must hold fast to what we have obtained from God. We cannot let it go. We cannot release it. But we may, must stay steadfast in what we know. Amen. And just hold on to this day. And hold on to tomorrow. Amen. And hold on. Amen. Until, we're, until we have found and achieved. Sometimes we don't always get what we ask for when we first ask of God. But we go back again and again. Amen. Until we find it. Amen. Make the approach to God that satisfies God. Amen. Hoping, desiring, when I come before, amen, I know before I come behind the pulpit, I want to know that my heart is clean, that I'm right with God. Amen. I want to know, amen, that God is going to put his hand upon me. And I know that God, you come tonight, amen, expecting to receive something of the Lord. Amen. But it may depend on how you approach God. Hallelujah. Verse 15 says, For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched by the feelings or infirmities. We must realize that when we approach God, we, 
we realize that we've got a God that knows exactly how we feel. He has, been, he has suffered the same hurts, the same ridicules, the same sufferings, the same beatings, the same hurts that you and I, amen, daily, sometimes we are like them, you know, that are hated. If they hated him, then they're going to hate you. If you live righteous, then they're going to hate you for your righteousness. The world despises you and God wants to give you more grace to live through and understand, amen, what God wants you. God is wanting to work a work inside of you. It's not always just a battle of hanging on. It's not always just a battle of just make it. If I can make it till tomorrow, I'll be okay. God is desiring to do wonderful things inside of your life. He does not want to see you in your hurts and your pain and your bruises. Hallelujah. He knows about these things and he can be touched by the feelings of his, our infirmities. He knows what we need. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Hallelujah. That makes me to know that if he could live it and he could do it, that if I know how to come to God, then I can make it too. Hallelujah. Because he's given, because he is the high priest that can be touched by the feelings of his and our infirmities. That we can touch him. And then when we agonize him and we come unto God in the right manner and call upon him, not with pride, not with a mask of of something inside of our hearts that are hidden there. Amen. But that we approach Him. Amen. With all repentance of our heart inside of our soul. Being honest. I've always said when you come to God, be honest with God. When you pray to God in the morning. Amen. Before you go out to out into the world. Always be honest with God. When you lay down at night and you sleep. Uh, amen. And you don't want the wrath of God to come upon you. Amen. Because of things or events. Uh, amen. Amen. That may have happened that day. Amen. Just, just, just fall upon your knees and be honest with God. Being honest is what God is looking for in each and every one of us. Hallelujah. 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 There's two types of an approach when you come to God. In Luke. The 18th chapter and the 9th verse. Jesus spake the parable unto a certain people. A certain people which trusted in themselves. He spoke this parable to them. He said that they were righteous and despised others. Two men went up into the temple to pray, he says. The one a Pharisee Another publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself. God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are. Extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. Wow. 
That's some approach to God, isn't it? I would say he wasn't even praying to God. He was so caught up with it himself, he couldn't get out of his own self to talk to God. But then there was another man. He went on to say, that was, I wanted to wrote, I wrote down in my notes there, it says, that is false humility. He has disguised himself in the way he dressed, in his manner of talk, amen, but his, his pride, amen, was a mask to hide, amen, what he was trying to reach God with. He couldn't make it to the Lord because he, he ridiculed others. He was, he was proud of his own self. He even went on to say in his pride, he says, I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I possess. Well, see, I need, I earn. See, I deserve something from God. Because I'm faithful to the temple. I go to the synagogue and I pay my tithes. And I do what it commands me to do. And I do it twice a week. Wow. I'm impressed. But I don't think God was impressed. God resisted the proud. And that's what I'm trying to, trying to, in my heart tonight, to ward out and to realize and to warn, even if, uh, you know, in each and every one of us, that we, amen, should, should listen and make sure of our approach when we come into the house of the Lord. The altars are open for us to pray, to seek God if we're not really sure. Uh, of, of the events that's happened in our life. Uh, if everything is alright, how do I feel? We know what kind of life we, we have. We know what kind of things we face each and every day. I'm not going to try to linger on these things tonight. But in verse 13 it goes on to say, and the publican standing afar off would not lift, a, lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God be merciful to me, a sinner. That's the attitude that God looks for in them who want to approach him. Hallelujah. We cannot never just assume Everything is just right. I believe in my heart when, that we need to search our hearts. Look to see that everything is all right. And if, and if I find out, if I haven't found anything but the preaching of the word of the Lord, the anointed word begins to get a hold of my heart and I find there, there's something that God has uprooted within me, then I want to make that approach to God to make sure it's clean, to make sure it's all right, to, to make sure that God purges it out of my heart and out of my life. And I believe there are some steps to make that we can get to God so that God can bless our lives. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It went on to say, I tell you, this man went down to this house justified rather than the other 
For everyone that exalteth himself shall be abased. And he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. Wow. Hallelujah. That man, that publican went down back to his house justified by God because of his approach to God. Church tonight, I believe with all of my heart, I hope by the time that we leave this service tonight that we have a better understanding of how that we approach the Lord. We never assume anything. Hallelujah. To be humble. I said there were some things that we need to do. James chapter 4 and verse 7 says this. There's six steps that there is laid down there uh, that, that is written here for us to see that will help us. Number one, he said in verse 7, he says, Submit yourselves therefore to God. That's step number one. Submitting yourself to God. We found out that the Pharisee did not ever submit himself to God. He just began to blabber. He just began to talk. He began to exalt his own self. But the man, the step here says that we should submit ourselves therefore to God. Step number two, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Wow. Resist the devil because the devil is always trying to pull you back down. He wants to pull you back to verse 1 through 5. Amen. That you commit all of those, those atrocities and all of those things that you did when you were in the course of the world. He wants to drag you back to down that. He wants to fool you. He wants to cheat you out of your salvation. He wants to cheat you out. If I can cheat you out of one blessing, amen, if I can make you in such a way that you won't approach God in the right way, then next week you'll just be a little bit more discouraged. You'll be just a little bit more downhearted. You'll be a little bit more displaced. And pretty soon you'll feel out of place. Amen. I'm telling you, church, we need to resist the devil. He is a liar and the father of lies. He wants to steal, rob, and kill you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you resist him, God has given you the strength to make him flee from you. For greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So you can't do that with pride. You can't do that with pride in your heart. You've got to humble yourself before God. Hallelujah. Verse, uh, verse 8, step number 3 says, Draw nigh to God, and He will draw nigh to you. Wow. There's an assurance. There's a hope. That's an approach that I should make to God, that I draw nigh to Him. And if I realize in my mind, in my mind, in my heart, how I ought to draw nigh to Him, right. Hallelujah! Draw nigh to Him, and He will draw nigh to you. Step four. Here comes the repenting part. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners. 
and purify your hearts. Be double-minded. See, the Bible teaches us also in James that the double, think not that the double-minded man would ever receive anything of God for he is what? He is unstable in all of his ways. He has no faith. He, see, when you, when you pray, you pray in faith. When you come to God, you come to Him in faith. But the double-minded man is so confused, unstable, so mixed up that he doesn't even know how to approach God. So he says, cleanse your hands and purify your hearts. We got to repent. You may have left. The, the man, you know, Revelations talked about you left your first love. We need to return to our first love. Cleanse our hearts. God wants to heal our lands. He wants to heal everything that is around about us. Everything that is associated with our lives. God wants to heal it. He wants to purify. He wants to make it right. He wants to make the standard of your house where you live in a place, amen, a sanctuary that when you walk in there, you can feel the presence of the Almighty God, not feel the world. Hallelujah. He don't want to see you in the, in the midst of the lust of your flesh. Amen. He wanted uh, two hateful words. Talk about them in just a minute. All right, I'll, I'll move on here. I know it's Wednesday night and I'm tired and I'm going to go home. Verse 9 Be afflicted and mourn and weep and let your laughter be turned from mourning and your joy to heaviness. I thought about all that. Why would God want us to mourn? Why would he want us to weep? Why would he want us to turn our laughter? Because our laughter was not of the rejoicing of the things of God. Our laughter was because we have allowed things to creep inside of our heart that ought not to be there. Amen. Things that have not been cleansed yet. Things that have not been purged from us yet. Things that the preaching of the word, the sharp two-edged sword needs to cut asunder inside of our lives that we know how to approach God. Yes. Hallelujah. 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 So he says, be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. But listen here, the sixth step, the one that we've been looking for all this time. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. God is looking to lift you up. That's what the anointing does for you and I. It begins to heal the broken heart. The anointing sheds the shackles free. The anointing begins to set at liberty them that are in chains, that are bound. It begins to heal the bruised. Amen. Those that have been hurt. Those that have been torn out. Who have allowed for some time or for some instances 
Amen. Have you ever noticed that when people begin to have bad problems and begin to see bad things, amen, instead of praying, the first thing they do is they stop praying. And then the next thing you know, they're not coming to church regular. But God is there dealing with their hearts. Amen. The affliction is there. The mourning is there. The weeping is there. The laughter has left their lives. Amen. They need a touch from the Lord. Amen. And God just says, humble yourself. Humble yourself in the sight of me. Come before the throne of grace. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. There's two old big ugly words that's found in the Bible. Lust and flesh. Hallelujah. I want to find a place here. Well, I have Galatians 5 and 17, it says flesh lusteth against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these two are contrary one to the other. There's no companionship. The, the flesh is an entity to God. Hallelujah. And so we cannot approach God in a fleshly manner. Hallelujah. We cannot approach God in a carnal attitude towards God. We cannot approach God with accusations. Amen. And, and things that are not true. We cannot approach God. Amen. With a hatred spirit. We cannot come unto the Lord. Amen. In, in such a way that, that God will not receive us. We must humble ourselves before the Lord. Hallelujah. There's another adversary. In James chapter 4, verse 4. Here. Hear this word. Know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? And whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is an enemy of God. You can't be in love with the world and love God. It just doesn't work that way. Because sin is a reproach to any man. Hallelujah. First John verse chapter 2 and verse 15 says this, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I made a statement a moment ago about return to your first love. You've lost your first love. Hallelujah. If we want to approach God, then we have got to learn to, how to approach Him in such a manner of humbleness, of humility, 
For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, there's that old ugly word again. The lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. Hallelujah. What is the world then? Any place in which the Lord Jesus is not loved or welcome. I used to wonder half my church life, I wondered, what is the definition of the world? I heard them preach, don't go here, don't go there. Don't say this, don't say that. Watch what you're doing. And all these little identifying places, you know, things we couldn't do, and things we couldn't wear, where we could go, where we couldn't go, what to abstain from. But I always ask that question then, what really is the world then? I realized, found out, that the world is anywhere that Jesus just is not welcome at. That he's not loved at. Then that's the place I don't need to be at. Because I cannot serve God and man at the one time. I cannot approach God on one hand and then try to approach the world on another hand or serve the flesh or be a servant of sin and still be a servant of the Lord. It just doesn't work that way. So I have to make up my mind. I have to choose this day. What is it that I'm going to do? How am I going to please God? Then I learned this lesson. I must humble myself under the mighty hand of God. Just like Jesus uh, humbled himself to the cross uh, and was obedient unto death. To the death did he die. Amen. Being obedient unto God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me say just a little bit more about these three things. The lust of the flesh refers to any fleshly appetite that comes from within our evil nature. Maybe let me try to make that just a little more plain. The things that we used to do in the world that we used to be in friendship and fellowship with that's what the lust of the flesh wants to revert back to. The things that God taught you to abstain from now He wants you to transgress it and return to the works of the flesh. That's bringing about that old evil nature. And if we don't pray enough, if we don't seek God enough, then we become weak within us in our spirit life and then we become strong in the fleshly life. Because we live in the flesh. We walk in the flesh. In the natural. But we must please God by what? Walking in the Spirit. Talk about that some other time, maybe. But the lust of the eyes was the second step in the love of the world. The lust of the eyes. 
arise from evil desires from what we see. Hallelujah. Need to be careful what you let your eyes focus on. You need to be careful about what you set your eyes and what you set your life towards. Hallelujah. There's a lot of temptations out there in this whole world we got. And that kind of desire is on every hand. You can't hardly look anywhere. That's something that does not, that would bring a reproach to anything that is righteous. So we have to be careful of what we see, what we watch. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'll leave all that watching stuff up to Pastor Boyd. But I think you get the idea. All right. But just in out there in our everyday world. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. And our third step was what? Pride. There it is again, that old ugly word. The pride of life. It is unholy ambitions. That's what the pride of life is. Unholy ambitions for self-display and self-glory. And I just added on there... The lust of self. Right. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Just lust themselves more than they do the things of God. The lovers of pleasure more than the lovers of God. Set upon their own ideas and their own ambitions. Having no time for life for sacrifice or to give it to God are serving God and much less being humble before God. So that's why it can never be a friend of the Lord's. There never can be any companionship between the world and you if you love God. Just can't, it just can't happen. But we're enticed all the time with we're trying to, the, the world tries to draw us away and bring us back into iniquity. Bring us back into the place that we do not desire or really want to be at. So what do we do? We overcome the world. How do we overcome the world? First John chapter 5 and verse 4 says it this way. For whatsoever is born of God, Overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. It's our faith that's going to keep us established in what we know. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. We can have confidence. In the word of God. Amen. That it will sustain us. God will give us more grace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I had. I got just a few more minutes here I think. But I had here a point. I wrote down. If I can find it. Maybe you lost it. Well I guess I did. 
say something tonight that because I love this church I love the people in this church there is a working of salvation I think if the musicians will come or if you will for just a moment I'd like to give, this, give us all an opportunity tonight to approach God I'm not saying anything about anybody's approach to God but I've asked the Lord tonight before I come to this pulpit, Lord, open up my heart. There's anything there, Lord, that's not right, anything there, Lord God, that I need to, to clear up in my heart. I want to get, because God, when I approach you, when I come to you, Lord, I want to, be, may, I want to know that you hear my prayer, that you see my need, and you haven't forgot my name. Philippians chapter 2 says it this way. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. And that's what, I, that's what I have desired in my heart tonight. That I will know with fear and trembling how I, if I can approach God in the right manner. I don't want to have to get down and repent 45 minutes so that I can talk to God about something that I really need. So I want to figure my own salvation tonight with fear and trembling. For it is God which worketh in you both what? To will and to do of his good pleasure. God wants to do things for your life. It's probably a lot more than you ever expect. Surely it's much more than you, than you deserve. Amen. But the simple act of being humble before God can change everything about your life in a moment. He can exceedingly do above and beyond what you think and ask of Him. He already knows what you need. But you got this little blockade right there. Some things that we just don't want to let go of. I just feel it in my heart tonight. God wants to do His good pleasure in each one of us. He wants to turn things around. He wants to add unto and not take away. When you talk about the love of God, it always comes with give. 
For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Everything about love of God is about giving, giving, giving. Repent and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's right. Be baptized. If be with the Holy Ghost. Do all things. Listen to this. Do all things without murmuring and disputing. <laughs> the last thing I want to do is go to an altar of God and start arguing with God. I don't, want to, I don't want to bring accusations before the Lord, but God, if you hadn't done this, or if you hadn't done that, if this hadn't happened in my life, murmuring and disputing with God, but it says do all things without murmuring and disputing. <laughs> appreciate what I feel in the Lord just now. I'm thankful for the presence of the Lord. Because I feel right now confident that I can make my way to the throne of God and say, Lord, be merciful to me. I was a sinner. But God, you You've made me something I never dreamed I could ever achieve. 
somebody that can come to God. And God, hear my prayer. These altars are opened up tonight. I give you an invitation. I ask of you that we might just for a season of prayer come around here and talk to the Lord and make sure everybody is okay. I hope you remember the words of these lessons because they may make a difference. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening, and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.